Good morning. Welcome to the We Are Driven podcast, where we equip you with the tools to succeed in your pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. Dan, this is episode 50. We made Holy it. Holy cow. Yeah. It's 50 already? 50. And Dang. so my name is Arun Kumar. I'm the driver and that lovely voice you just heard is my co-host, Dan LaRue. Hey, good morning, everyone. How you doing? I, I'm doing good. It's Friday. There's some hesitation uh, there. The, yeah, you know, <laughs> a little sore today, a little, little, little tired, but you know, I'm making it. You know, weekend's here. Gonna go do some shooting tomorrow. All right, so, there you go. So should be should be a good morning tomorrow. Okay. Just a, a quick reminder for everybody before we get started: if you like what you're listening to, share the show. I'm very pleased to report that our listenership is growing at a <gasps> decent rate now, and I attribute it to both people consistently listening as opposed to just listening to a couple of episodes here and there. And, uh, you know, I got that feedback from people that they're like, yeah, I've listened to a few of them. And I say, well, I've got 50 or 45 or whatever. Keep going. Keep Keep going, going. man. There's plenty out there. And and I'm able to refer back folks to who are starting businesses to episodes in which we've talked about how to start a business and stuff like that. And, and same goes for project cars and all that. Anyways, it's been great to continue to share the driven mindset and build the driven community. And this listenership is actually growing. And I, I'm kind of amazed to say that when we started this lowly little thing with, you know, some Amazon microphones and this voice over IP podcast recording platform, whatever, four months ago, five months ago, (laughs) done pretty well. So I'm happy for us. And the more this community continues to grow and the more that people join into the driven network and are just practicing the driven mindset, number one, the world gets better. But number two, and probably more importantly for you listening is you get better and then you make the world around you better. And I want you to get better. And I hope you do too. And I hope that's part of why you're listening today. And thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. So tell your friends if you're happy with what you hear here and if you are getting better because of it. All that said, Dan, do you have a fun fact for us? I have a really piece of crazy automotive news and I have one crazy conspiracy theory (laughs) that I heard over the weekend. So I'll let you choose. Which one do you want first? Let's just jump to the deep end. No, you see one the conspiracy theory first. Yeah. All right. All right. So, all right. I'm out at at my my daughter's fourth birthday party last weekend, and uh, I walk into this conversation, and it it started off with, the moon isn't real. And I'm like, okay, all right. I'm in. I'm listening. And essentially, the premise was, was that, the reason why we never went back to the moon after all of those missions is that because on the back side of the moon that we never see, there are actually cities <laughs> with like human life that came here like thousands and thousands of years ago and they just sent some down to earth, you know, to, as like, you know, like testing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they told us to not come back, which is why we haven't been to the moon since like the 70s. That's kind of silly. I, that's what I said. I was like, this is straight out of a sci-fi movie, guys. Like, <laughs> come on. Well, so I always heard 
not always, I, in the newfound world of conspiracy theories, making it into mainstream social media, I heard that all of those moon landings were faked mm-hmm. behind the green screen and that we've actually never been there. So that could lend to the fact that it's not real. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. we're about to find out because we're going back next year. <laughs> are, are you going? I, I wish. Okay. I wish. No, next they didn't. Uh, they, they told me um, I wasn't qualified for the job. When you emailed in your resume to yeah. NASA, yep. NASA CEO at gmail.com. Yeah. I was like, hey, you just need a private citizen to go. They told me no. Okay. That's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, well, what's the automatic? I'm. Uh, I'm, I apologize. Your conspiracy theory didn't blow my mind, but <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't meant to. It's just wild. <laughs> What's uh? What do you got for this crazy automotive news? So Escalade or Cadillac is about to release this new Escalade called the IQ. Um, I, I'm assuming I haven't looked too far into it. Like I'm assuming it's an all electric thing. Uh, gonna cost an unreal amount of money. Um. Can you believe that it's not going to have CarPlay or Android Auto in it? What is it? What is it? Well, okay. So <laughs> I Googled Cadillac or Escalade IQ. And yeah, one of the top story headlines is the $130,000, mm-hmm. which actually isn't that expensive. I'm kind of surprised. Cadillac oh, you know Escalade iq won't have apple carplay or android Auto. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah well, so what does it have anything so they are getting something. yeah they're gonna get a standalone google oh. system yeah it's the same thing that that volvo uses pretty much yeah, yeah. okay yeah it's just kind of weird and it's throwing some uh some car media guys like through the roof uh I because I, I was surfing TikTok this morning. Of course, it was like headline news on TikTok for for automotive people. Mm. And uh, this this guy was like, "Yeah, you know they they tried to give me one of these for Monterey Car Week, you know, just to drive around it." And he's and I, he's like, "No, like I'm not not doing it." <laughs> he goes, "He goes, I need my CarPlay." Sorry, <laughs> it it is well. I don't actually have. I have CarPlay in one of my cars right now, my M3. But yeah. that's it. My 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 truck just has audio Bluetooth and, and phone Bluetooth. And then I have a very nice phone mount and mm-hmm. a charger. So basically it's the same as CarPlay. Yeah. I have wireless in, in my Audi and it's mm-hmm. the most wonderful thing ever. Yeah. But uh if I were a media person doing like a five hour trip like for Monterey Car Week, I don't know if I could go without it, because I'd understand like he'd be using it. <laughs> well, you couldn't do a five hour trip because it's electric and has a f- 450 mile range. You know, that's a good point too. Well, okay. 450 <laughs> miles at what? Cause it won't be 450 miles if you're going a hundred. Yeah. But then you've got that. That's your five hours. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if it even makes it. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> that must be a big battery though because it's already oh, a heavy yeah. car yeah oh 
I bet that I bet that thing is probably damn near like almost Three qualified for, for a for like a special license. <laughs> yeah, you have to start. Yeah, commercial commercial vehicles, pickup trucks with trailers, and Escalade IQs must stop at way stations. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean an Escalade's already heavy. I can only imagine it with a battery. Yeah. Oh, but like, just no. Also, like what? Whatever. I get it. You know most. Most bougie Malibu soccer moms would benefit from this because you don't need you just plug it in when you get home for your right. morning martini. And I won't lie, <laughs> I kind of like the look of it. Like, oh yeah, Cadillacs electric vehicles look really good. I mean, general. as of as of recently, the last few years, Cadillac in general's been looking good. Mm-hmm. They've done a nice job, except when the Escalade is in its up high riding mode then it looks stupid oh yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm with you there it's like what you need you need way wider wheels if you're gonna make that look good right <sighs> okay well one more update before we get into the the meat of the episode here we talked about bring a trailer last week and we did some guesses on some auction results and uh, I'd like to provide everyone with an update on those. How do you think you did, Dan? Uh, not well. <laughs> I, think right. I, I think I came in lower on a, on a lot of them. All of them, I believe. <laughs> uh, well, you came in high on two of them and low on one of them. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so I'll report your your results first. So you were $17,000 under on the Mustang. Yeah, because I guess no higher than sticker. And it was 50 grand. Yeah, it was, was 50 the grand. result. Yeah, the that was a deal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a deal. Um, the Raptor, you guessed 75,000. Yeah, and it went for cheaper. 48. Yeah, <laughs> I, I so, should have known better, knowing that that was a first gen Raptor, and they're not—they're not that desirable, super desirable anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you were twenty-seven thousand off on that, and then on the five fifty, you guessed one hundred and twenty thousand, and it went for one hundred and ninety-one thousand. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking there. What was the initial bid on that? Do we do we ever report on that? I, I don't think it was that high. I think it was at. 120 something i seem to remember that uh the yeah podcast hasn't come out yet so i haven't listened to it back <laughs> all the way through right <laughs> yeah 100, 190 for that car i mean it's probably worth it oh 100 six speed v12 yeah gorgeous I, I want the 575 yeah because they're a little bit more rare and desirable. So a manual one of those is about 400,000. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just doing some quick math here. You Your total delta was $115,000. And really what we should be doing, and I don't want to take the time to do it right now, but maybe a future one of these is more of a percentage-based Think oh, the dollar yeah. amount itself, yeah, you could be off by a hundred grand on a million dollar car, but it's like right. <laughs> so yeah, that's a bit bit skewed. Uh okay, so you have your results 
Yeah. Here, yes. So we can. So one of what I one did. of mine still has two days to go. Um, it's the 1973 Ferrari Dino 246 GTS. Uh, it's currently at 275. Oof. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so I'm I'm betting it probably crossed 300 in the next two days. Yeah, and I think it could go beyond that by a pretty good margin. What what was your guess on this? 200. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think when I initially looked at this, it was like 186 or something like that. Right. Yeah. With eight I, days I, left in the auction. Right. I'm a little surprised it's as high as it is. I didn't think it was that desirable of a car. But clearly, I'm dead ass wrong. It's <laughs> it's more that it's artwork to the very wealthy. That is a hundred percent art artwork car. Yeah. yeah, and and these, I mean, this is one of those. So, I, have you ever been to Monterey Car Week? No, and I'd love to go. Okay, so Monterey Car Week, it is the cream of the crop. People, you know, everybody's in their tweed blazers and fedoras and shoes with no socks and that whole world Mm -hmm. and champagne and caviar and and all the rest of it. And it is a very, 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 what's the word? Opulent experience. And then that's just on the street. Then you go into Pebble Beach Golf Links or you go into the Quail or you go into Sotheby's Mm -hmm. or RM or Gooding, or one of the auction houses display areas, which is in the convention center, or it's in a, a, a event center offsite. Meekum, Meekum's a bit less classy, but you know, all of them are these really big deal, you know, classical music playing live kind of right. places. Mm-hmm. And you walk through, and I think it was RM last year had this entire room of Ferraris. It was amazing. I bet it was. It was so, it was all just artwork. Because you know, these are mostly two point something liter V12s. Right. Two liter V6s with a six speed, giant wooden steering wheel, convertible, red. Yeah, they're all red. (laughs) Gorgeous, like painfully beautiful. And they're all like meticulously repainted or original paint and corrected and ceramic coat. They look in just unbelievable. But in the window of all of the cars at these auctions is the suggested or estimated selling price or hammer price, I guess. Mm. And the numbers on those Ferraris started at a quarter of a million dollars oh yeah i i believe that it's it's pretty amazing what those cars will sell for pretty much only as like collector art pieces not right real cars to be driven yeah that'd be the problem with buying an old ferrari i'd want to drive it speaking of which a dude showed up in omaha yesterday in an enzo that's cool yeah, it was all over my Nebraska car spotters page. Uh, <laughs> this dude driving around town in an Enzo, and I'm like, why is he driving? Badass. <laughs> right. Uh, well, okay, so we can't really conclude on how far off I am on the Dino yet, but let's call it a hundred grand. 
And I yeah. think I will lose this week. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately with the Dino. Yeah. But so uh, how about the DBS? What did that sell for? The DBS went for $153,000. Yeah. Or I'm Wait. sorry. 153000 God, I don't even know how to say this. One hundred. It's. $153,7. Oh, $153,007. Yeah. It's double of seven. Yeah. Yeah. That someone did that for double of seven. Okay. Okay. So actually between that car, I didn't even, I, I thought I had kept up on that auction. I didn't think I was that far off. That is I ridiculous. Didn't, I didn't think it was going to be a hundred grand or almost a hundred grand more than where it was. Because when we looked, yeah. it was at sixty grand. Uh, I didn't think it'd go that high. Uh, I think it's a beautiful car. So uh, I, if I had a hundred fifty-three grand, I'd probably spend it on that. I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of other options. There's, I just think, it, I just think yeah. it's interesting. Okay, so I was off by one hundred and three thousand on that one. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, did I at least get close on the Mercy? What'd you guess? Three seventy-five. No. Oh. <laughs> it sold for $464,000. Well, that's my best one. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. $464. $464 on that one. All right. Well, so my... Which I didn't think <laughs> that was going to be almost a half a million dollar car. I didn't didn't expect that high. So so basically, I was off by over three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but I also picked extremely expensive cars for you. <laughs> no, no comment. That was that hurts. I'm okay, sorry. Well, well, now that we've now that I've been humiliated and ruined in in my bidding for basically though, I would never, I would not have lost money. No. On any of them. I wouldn't have overpaid. No. So that's good. That's good. Well, we didn't prepare any cars for this week, but we should just do this going forwards. I think it's too much fun to not do. Yeah, it's uh it's definitely fun. And I think uh I think next time I'm gonna do it on the fly so I don't have one that's like 14 days out. So. Well, yeah, definitely. You picked a you picked a long term premium I, yeah, option. I, did, I didn't realize that one was a long term one. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't until afterwards. So <laughs> like, oh damn. Oh well. Oh well, it happens. Uh okay, so the the title of today's episode is Staying Driven in the Hard Times. And hard times is subjective. So I'll start there. Hard times are subjective in that when I say that, you might be thinking about something very different from what I'm thinking about. So I wanted to start off by just making that clear. What what are hard times? I'm going to talk about hard times in the context or along the lines of the definition, opposition and low progress towards the things you want in life. You're coming up against issues and circumstances and other people and reactions to things that are putting up barriers for you that are restricting you from getting where you want to go. And where you want to go might just be you have more money so that you're not 
stressed about paying rent. It might mean that you want to be more proud of what you see in the mirror. It might mean a bunch of things, but you got injured or your boss doesn't like you or whatever it is. And you see that as a hard time. And so staying driven is something that can combat all of that. The driven mindset, although it is based on only four core values, really can stand above any hard time that you have and help you persevere through them to reach greater levels of success than you otherwise would. If you stay driven, you're going to win. If you lose that mindset and you give up in hard times, you're going to lose. It's pretty simple. And there are easy times that will come for all of us, whether or not you are adopting this driven mindset. There are easy times where you're able to make progress in your life without really having to focus that hard, where you're getting a raise just because it's a cost of living adjustment for wherever you live. I've gotten a couple of those in my life. God, I wish. Yeah, you live in Nebraska. I live in California. (laughs) There is a difference here. Oh, 100%. And so there are easy times as well. And you may think that in those times you're being rewarded for a driven mindset. And that may be the case in some, some instances. And we'll get into that a little later. But easy times also can just come for anybody and it doesn't matter what you did ahead of time that enabled you to make progress. You know, some people do just win the lottery for spending $1 on a ticket. Yeah, I didn't win a hundred or yeah, one and a half billion dollars this last go around. I didn't win. I didn't win. Got to play to win. So you're saying, (laughs) well, okay, so you didn't play. (laughs) Never mind. I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) whatever man (laughs) had i i would have lost though so (laughs) yeah lottery is a bad investment oh yeah yeah okay so you are responsible you know there are circumstances that are out of your control but you are responsible for how you react and how you define the circumstances of your life easy times are based on how you perceive them hard times are based on how you perceive them so it's obviously harder to maintain a driven mindset and this sort of positive, uplifting, heavy hitting sense of urgency, sense of perfection and excellence, sense of leadership, sense of passion. It's hard to maintain that when you're going through hard times because you think, what is it all for? I'm not making any progress. But when life is easy and you are making progress, you're thinking, man, this is great. The driven mindset really works. Or you got lucky. (laughs) But really, for all of us, it's the fact that the driven mindset works. And that's why we continue to win and be successful in areas of our lives that we care about. But when you're in hard times, you just take a bunch of action and work really hard and nothing happens or things that you don't want to have happen, happen. So the question I want to answer today is, okay, what do you do in those times where nothing is going right? Because you have to stay driven. I say that at the end of every podcast. I say that at the end of every post. Stay driven means life is long and hard and you have mm-hmm. to you have to persist through those hard times in order to make the most of life. If you choose to give up, which is literally what I did when I drove to Arizona 
and tried to kill myself is I said, I'm giving up on life. So when life gets hard and you're going through those hard times, your option besides staying driven and doing the right thing and upholding high standards for yourself is you give up. And there's, there's a spectrum on giving up. You can give up and literally just throw in the towel. You can do what I did. You can commit suicide, but don't do that. That's, I'm just saying that outright. Do not do that. But most of you aren't even thinking about doing that. And you're more on the spectrum of, okay, well, I'm just going to stop trying. I'm going to go back to what I was doing. I'm going to complain about circumstances in my life to people and just sit in a pity party. And then that's going to be my life. And that's what a lot of people do. Then you can just continue slogging forwards. And then you can be driven. And so in order to stay driven during hard times, I believe there are two steps you need to take. There's two steps. It's simple, but it's not easy. And it just means that it's possible that you do this. And I hope that what we're able to convey describing these two steps does legitimately make you persist more and achieve more through those hard times. So two steps. Number one, take responsibility for what got you here. That's huge. Because throughout my short life, I wouldn't say it's very long. uh, You know, I've, I've seen people where, you know, they're going through their hard times, but they refuse to point the finger at themselves and take responsibility for past actions or why they might be in those hard times. Granted, sometimes there are outside factors, but a lot of the time you you have to own up to what you are doing as a person. A good example for this is the medical system or the government getting involved Uh in people's lives. Yeah. And in either case, there's probably something you did wrong that got one of those systems involved in your life. Because if you're healthy and you don't break the law, generally those two entities stay out of your life except for taxes. Yeah. And even then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, but you get people who say, oh, you know, the doctor screwed up my triple bypass and now I can't eat ice cream every day anymore because I'm, (laughs) <laughs> why did you need the triple bypass <laughs> right right and and the doctor put me in circumstances now where i can't eat whatever i want Ugh. or the the um what's a good example for the government the justice system is not expunging my case when they said they would and it's giving me a hard time and getting a job It's like, all right, well, let's just think about that a little bit. What did you do that has you in that situation in the first place? And I'm talking about everything from completely wrongfully accused and you had to go through the whole thing and you got convicted, but then you were proven innocent after the fact or some new evidence or whatever, all the way to, no, you actually did it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All of those people 
will have that kind of complaint about, oh, the justice system screwing me. This isn't what I actually did wrong, whatever it is. And <laughs> the example that I have for this is I got arrested for a fake ID when I was 19. Oh, you bad boy. Yeah. So I tried to buy champagne when I was 19 from a grocery store and the cashier kept my ID and called the cops. Champagne? You couldn't have tried something, you know. <laughs> you know, so we're recording this on August 11th. <laughs> it happened on August 11th. No kidding. Because it was my girlfriend's birthday. Oh, uh, okay. I was that buying champagne for my girlfriend's birthday. Makes sense now. And the cashier kept my ID and called the cops. And I got a phone call several hours later from a police officer at 1030 at night saying, hey, can you come into the station right now? And I went, uh, no, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm drunk. I don't think you want me to come into the station. And they said, OK, well. How about you come in tomorrow then? Which is already, you know, I guess I got off the hook a little bit with that. Um, but that was, I said, yes, okay, I'll come in tomorrow. So I went in the next day and completely confessed to everything because they had my ID in right. their hands, yeah. literally in their hands. And, and, and let me guess, they used your first and last name on your fake ID. First, last name, day of birth, different year. Different year. You, you're supposed to use a fake last name, homie. <laughs> and my photo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm not condoning anyone use fake IDs. <laughs> the drinking age is kind of high. Um, <laughs> so that I, I went in and I said, "Yeah, that's that's me. That's mine." I tried to buy alcohol with it, and the cop looked at me. Like I was crazy because I confessed instantly. <laughs> and, and he was like, why are you being so forthright about this? I'm kind of impressed. And he, and I was like, you're literally holding it and it's my picture and my name on it. Yeah. What, how am I going to get out of this? <laughs> right. Well, it, it, it's literally the same thing that happened to me over the weekend. I blew a stop sign, blatantly <laughs> blew it. And he pulls me over and he goes, you know, you kind of rolled through that stop sign, right? And I said, dude, I didn't just roll through it. I ran it. Like, I knew what I was doing. He, go, yeah. he goes, yeah, make sure the fluid sloshes to the front of your, your cup and then to the back of your cup and quit being dumb. <laughs> and he, he goes, go on your way. Like, <laughs> like just be honest. Like, that, was a, that was kind of a sassy cop. <laughs> he's, he's a cool sheriff. He's nice. Yeah. Um. Okay, so now we've established both of us are good at this, taking responsibility <laughs> for our actions. Look, you made a mistake. You took the wrong action. You exposed yourself to the risk of the shit happening to you, and you weren't prepared necessarily to get through this situation easily. That's not what's supposed to happen. You fucked up. You now have to face reality. And for me, that meant having to answer to background checks for the next 10 years or whatever, five years until that case got off of my record for you. You got to pay the fine. You got to, you know, show up to court, do whatever it is you're supposed to be doing. Traffic school points on your license. I don't know where you're at with all that, but zero, zero points. And that was a warning. 
You, oh, you got a warning for the stop sign? I, I, got, a, I okay. got a warning for being honest. Okay, so <laughs> you, you got out of it without much of a hard time. Yeah. Not the best example necessarily. But okay, so once you take this ownership, your hard times immediately get better. Because, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a dumb boomer term here. Ooh. Hard times build character. Mm-hmm. Hard times build character. And it's true. Because when you're going through hard times, you have to learn things. You have to learn skills to get yourself out of the hard times. You become more prepared. Now you've hit that hard time once. You don't want to hit it again. You're going to prepare yourself with the right skills and the right mindset so that you can tackle it for next time. And now you're going to have a solution. So whatever that problem is, Eventually it will pass and you will figure out how you got through it and you can avoid going through that same problem again next time because you'll have an easier time getting through it the second time. So all of this is progress, even if it doesn't look like progress, even if it looks like you took a step backwards, you're fortifying yourself for next time. And in reality, it's a step forwards. You persist, you make progress. You become more resilient. You become more confident. It's a good thing when you take responsibility for your actions. And so the second point here is, yeah, you take responsibility and you figure out your way through it. Step two is just knowing that you will get better through this. So I kind of already started alluding to it there. For you to stay driven All you have to do is realize that by doing that, you're making yourself a better person, no matter the outcome. You're going through hard times. You're uncertain of the outcome. It's stressful. It's painful. It's difficult. You will get better through it. You will get better through it. And if you persist, you can really get better through it. You're not just going to, you know, have a scar that heals and your skin toughens up a little bit. You're going to build a new skill set. You're going to learn how to fight differently. That's really what gets you up and over the hump of hard times is that it is easy to beat life, to win at life once you go through hard times over and over and over and over again. And that's all it really is. That's all this really is, is the way you stay driven is you take ownership of the situation and you recognize that you're going to get better through it and then you work. And staying driven means four things. It means that you're doing what you love, which means at the beginning, at the outset, you're doing what you love. Nothing about this is really that bad. Even the hard times for you, you're doing what you love. It's great. You're doing something that you care about. You're doing something that has a purpose that's passion driven for you. Next, you're leading. You have a people to lead. Even if you're not a CEO or a boss or a business owner or whatever, you're leading by example to your peers. You're leading by example to your bosses. You're leading by example to your family that going through those hard times will make you a better person. And they see that and they can adopt that same strategy. You're raising your standards. You're always raising your standards. When you do that, these hard times go away. These hard times get easier. These hard times get bigger 
but you get better at them. And then the last one is you're staying driven through hard times because you know that every second counts. Every second that your mindset is wavering on this subject, that your mindset is going, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to keep persisting through this. I don't know if I can do it. I, maybe I should just give up. Maybe I should just opt for an easier path. That doesn't work that way. You know that every second counts and you know that you have to persist and you have to stay driven through those hard times. Yeah, the easy path doesn't always get you to where you really want to be. It yeah, can sometimes, often be deceiving. Sometimes you you have to persist. And yeah, deception is, is a big part. And people are deceived for their whole lives mm-hmm. that they're taking the right path when it's really the easy path. Yep. Yeah, and then then everything becomes infinitely harder because they've taken the easy way out for way too long. Here's an easy example of this, and I've been guilty of this in the past. I'm too busy to eat the right food for lunch. Yep. I just need to DoorDash fast food. Or you even if you work from home get the fuck out of here you work from if home I work you... from home yeah it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't even be a, an option for me <laughs> well yeah i guess but if if you're like single and you just live alone and you have plenty of time during the day that you could spend going out to eat or buying groceries and cooking and instead you're just door dashing mcdonald's yum or whatever <laughs> no Hey, <laughs> if you, if you, if you do that, that's the easy path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I make enough money for this. Yeah. I can afford to, you know, spend the extra prices on DoorDash on delivery fees, whatever it is. Yeah. I, that's fine. I'm balling now. Like I got this. I don't need to go out to eat. I don't need to spend time cooking. I don't need whatever. And you yeah, the think- ne- ne- next thing you know, then you're Dan and you've gained 25 pounds after your senior year of high school because you go to work and you go to school and all you do is eat out. Yep. That, that's exactly literally right. what happened to me. Yeah. Because and- I was making money. I was having a good time at life and I wasn't cooking or giving a shit. Yeah. And you and and what did that create? Easy times or hard times? Well, eventuality, it was hard times, but I thought it yeah. was easy times. <laughs> yeah, but even, I mean, it's it's soreness, it's injuries, mm-hmm. it's not being able to do things that you want to do. It's suffering more than you need to suffer. I used to sweat like four times as much as I sweat now. When I lost weight, I like stopped sweating. Yeah. It was wild. I used to like ruin my work shirts because I would just sweat through them during a work day that doesn't happen anymore yeah <laughs> I, I work i work in a shop sometimes like 100 degrees in there that's when i get sweaty <laughs> not when i'm you know sitting in the office and it's 75 or 80 even i'm like i, I, I it, it's amazing like that was one of those things that you know you lose you lose weight or you get healthier in whatever way and you're you're going to experience changes in your physical experience that you never expected to change. You just accepted it for what it was. Yep, I'm a sweaty guy. That's just what it is. And I looked stupid a lot of the time because I just was 
pouring with sweat at work. <laughs> oh, man, dude, I, I feel bad for you. I've never been that way. Ever. Yeah, that was, I mean, and it, it was my face too. So my forehead oh, would man. just be covered and I'm, and people would be like, are you okay? Like, yeah, I just, yeah. Uh, you know, walked in the door yeah and i'm sweating <laughs> i feel i feel for you buddy it was it was humid in san francisco also yeah like it would be 65 degrees out and i'd be sweating so anyways that's an example of a hard time that got easier because i put myself through other hard times and built myself into a better person took responsibility for what happened but it's so it's all these little sneaky things that are you taking the easy road? So start looking at those. Stop taking that easy road and acknowledge that hard times are okay. You put yourself there, but you can get yourself out. You can get yourself out and you will be better for it. You'll never need to go back in there. And then you just keep climbing and you'll face other hard times. Some other circumstances that you can't control will come up. But sometimes those circumstances fall in your favor also, and then you really win. So that's why you have to keep yourself open to all those opportunities and you have to stay driven. That's what this comes down to. Yeah. And I would personally put myself in a position of, of hard times, you know, but I have a light at the end of the tunnel that I'm staying driven for. And, and, uh, for me, you know, I jumped into this, this new business, you know, with some knowledge of how to run it, it you know, with my <laughs> partners. And, uh, you know, the first 60 days were really rough. We thought we had our processes in place. You know, it created extra stress, extra hours, less time with my family. I took mm-hmm. a pay cut, you know. Ooh. So, yeah. <laughs> Juicy. <laughs> I, you know, so I, I'm feeling it now more than ever, uh, especially this week. I think it just finally caught up with me and hit me like holy cow like this this kind of sucks like this is hard (laughs) and and, but but uh you know i have this light at the end of the tunnel is that you know what me and my partners are working towards is something really good and you know it and it could come faster than we think if we do the right things and you know from there i look at it well dang now i'm gonna be able to provide for my wife and my kid and give them you know easy times Yep. So, so yeah. Am I in a hard, hard part of my life? Yes. Um, but I embrace it and I, I take the punches as they come and, you know, I learn from them and move forward. That's being driven. You have to have that little carrot on the, on a stick out there too, to keep you going. Yeah. And that's when, when we talk about iterative goal setting and, and that world of, you have to have a vision, you have to have milestones, you have to have goals that's your, that's your carrot. That's, Mm -hmm. that's where that all comes back to. And, and that's, as you accomplish those things, what I've learned at least is that your horizon for more of those expands and you begin to realize just how much value you can add in the world. And that's what I believe leads to the most successful quote unquote life. Right. Yeah. I I see the light at the end of my tunnel right now is this huge wide open door to the universe. Like, (laughs) like that, that is what's going to make the resume look good. Make you know, possibilities for me going out and do my own thing, you know, infinitely higher. So 
I'm getting we're, excited we're, for you. Just I know, dude. We're we're yeah. we're so close. It's like it's like it's right there. <laughs> it's it's like it's like the last ten percent of a car build is always the longest, and I feel like I'm in that ten percent right now. Yeah. <laughs> so. Good for you. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap there. Do you have anything else you want to add on on this? Nah, nah. Hard times, you know, they create strong, strong people. And uh so you have to keep moving forward and staying happy and finding things that do make you happy while you're in hard times. Because if you don't, you'll be calling a ruin or I asking for some help. <laughs> and we got you. <laughs> and we got you. We got you. And Arun, how can they ask us for help? Text me. You can, my wife is knocking on the window of my office right now. You can, okay. So the the best way is through Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn, which is where you probably saw this podcast. That's why you're listening here in the first place is follow me or Dan on one of those platforms. I'm on Instagram at Arun D. Kumar and LinkedIn and Facebook, it's just Arun Kumar, as you would expect. And from those places and from the podcast, we want to interact more with you on a regular basis. And you can do that in a couple of ways, both of which are facilitated through this app called Discord. In Discord, we have two sections. We have the big town square where once a day I come in there and I say my piece on motivation in the morning, usually sometime around 4 a.m. Pacific time. You can expect a motivational message from me seven days a week. If you want a little bit more interaction and a bit more hand-picked and interactive approach to the driven community as a whole, so beyond just me and Dan and more into who else is living this mindset and focused on specific areas of excellence in business, fitness, and cars, and how can I learn more from all of those type of people and hold myself accountable through those people and work through the iterative goal-setting framework, you can apply to join the network. It's a it's a free group. You just have to apply, should tell us what you're going to be getting out of it, what you're going to be adding to it. And it's still on Discord. It's just a locked group. You come in and we want to help you get better. And everybody in that group is in it for their own benefit as well as their ability to help others. And I love that about it. Um, and if you don't want to talk to me to get into any of these options, you can also talk to Dan. So, Dan, where can people find you? And I'll talk to anybody anytime. So, you can always <laughs> hit me up at uh, Dan LaRue on Facebook and LinkedIn. D LaRue95 on TikTok. I'm throwing it out of order here. And uh, Dan underscore LaRue on Instagram. <laughs> Do you so, have? Can you get Dan underscore LaRue on TikTok? You know what? I don't know. I'm going to have to try it. Probably try that. Let's yeah. A little more consistency. I, you, to be name. honest with you, I think I did try it and it didn't take. So I'm, I might mm. have to try again. All right. Let's, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't, I think it just threw something in there just because it was asking me for an account mm-hmm. and, and I just threw whatever was on my mind. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got for today. So, Thanks for listening. This has been Arun and Dan, and until next time, stay driven. Stay driven.